By lunchtime, my face was hurting. I wasn't used to smiling constantly, and my cheek muscles were getting a hell of a workout on my first day. After I was finished with all the ghastly paperwork that would add me to the resort payroll, Anne Carter handed me a pile of official Wild Spring Resort polo shirts and walked me over to Asia, the luxury spa where I'd be spending 40 hours a week until school resumed. As work situations went, it wasn't bad at all. The southwestern decor, muted lighting, and mystical flute music piping through the hidden speakers was a world away from the busy newsroom I thought I'd be inhabiting this summer. Yet I'd be hard-pressed to find an objection to working at a place like this. The only issue was that customer service didn't come naturally to me. I was still adapting. Our guests are searching for a spiritual experience, explained Eleanor, my new boss. Eleanor spoke in a hushed, tranquil tone that reminded me of a guided meditation app I'd tried once. At the time, I only gave it a try because Cassie warned that if I didn't learn how to relax a little, there would be a web of forehead wrinkles over my brow before I reached 25. I never really did take to meditation, but I did like Eleanor. She smelled like incense, enveloped me in a hug the moment we met, and told me I had a splendid aura. And smile, Camille, she said, her own face lit in a permanent, serene half-grin, even while she was speaking. Smile. And so I smiled as I welcomed guests and booked appointments. Getting trained wouldn't take long, as the tasks were definitely located on the low end of the intellectual scale. But I wasn't kidding earlier when I told the rather self-important Dalton Tremaine that I was grateful to have found a job on short notice this summer. The thought of Dalton made me remember the way his broad shoulders stretched the fabric of shirt as he crossed his arms in the conference room. I had to admit he was definitely a head-turner. Easily six foot three, and built like he spent half his life in the gym— his dark hair was cropped close enough to make me wonder if he'd been in the military, and some elaborate ink peeked from beneath the short sleeve of his right arm. He didn't seem like the smooth-talking sort of snake-oil charmer who would be managing a club, but I was no expert on occupations. Or men, for that matter. But for some reason, the memory of Dalton's dark-eyed stare haunted me for hours after our encounter, and a delicious shiver would crawl up my spine every time. In fact, when I left Asia to grab a sandwich at one of the resort eateries, I found myself glancing every which way in the hopes of seeing him. Then I sort of cursed myself for thinking like a hormonal teenager and chowed down on my sandwich in moody silence at a table behind a wall of glass that overlooked the main pool. With thoughts of the enigmatic Mr. Tremaine shoved aside, I sat back and appreciated the view. The resort grounds were gorgeous and green enough to make a person forget she was in the middle of the desert.